In today's episode of HR Visionaries, we talk to Gabrielle from OnePassword. We talk about why safety and online security is a very convincing argument in winning over talents. Stay tuned. Welcome to HR Visionaries, where we unlock the secrets of modern HR. I'm Benjamin, your host. Join us as we shed light on today's HR universe with HR leaders and innovators from across the globe. Whether you're an HR pro, a business leader, or just curious about the future of work, this is your shortcut to the forefront of HR innovation. Brought to you by Hire, the AI talent attraction platform. Welcome to our new episode of HR Visionaries. I'm looking forward to our guest today, Gabrielle. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Gabrielle, can you tell us in a few sentences who are you? Yeah, sure. Um, so I am uh, Gabrielle. I am in Montreal. Um, I work uh, at One Password. I am the VP of uh, Talent. People Insights and DIB. So I wear a variety of hats. Uh, I've been there for a year and a half. Um, and before that, spent the bulk of my career in consulting. Um, I am passionate about people. I'm a mom of two girls. Uh, and I love the outdoors. Yes. Okay. In a nutshell. <laughs> what, what, do, what do you love outdoors? Oh, good question. Depends on the season. Um, in the winter. Yeah, let's, Let, let's, let's stick with winter. Okay. I love uh, downhill skiing and I love backcountry. So when you hike up uh, with your, with your, with skins and. Uh, okay, cool. So, so um, that means you, um, you enjoy also your time, time outdoors in, in Canada. There are quite a number of opportunities, I guess. Yes, very much so. Oh, that's very cool. And um, well, since we're unfortunately not here to talk about skiing, which I, of course, also like a lot. Um, so at, at one password, what do you guys do? Yeah, so one password is most known um, for the for its app to protect passwords. Um, so that's what, how it was created uh, about 18 years ago. Um, so we are uh, founded by, um, we have four founders uh, who are two couples actually, started in a small town out of Ontario. Um, and they just wanted to keep people safe. They wanted to help people out, uh, help people have safe passwords and keep them all in one place. Um, and we developed the product, uh, developed a, to have it be available on like multiple platforms and grew like that over time. Um, and now we're really branching out to be a, a multi-product. So we've gone into password lists in the last year and uh, just continuing to refine the offerings, always with like a priority and a mission to keep people safe, but also keeping it simple to make sure that it's it's simple to stay safe. Okay, so... so your four founders were two couples yes they're still couples <laughs> okay. well, that's a great story yeah they're um so they're still involved some more than others uh sarah one of our founder uh is um still very involved she leads our cx function our customer experience function and so um it's really great because after all these years and even at the size that we're at today so we actually hit uh, the thousand uh, employee mark a few uh, about a month ago or so we still get to interact with her. Uh, I get to interact with her pretty frequently. And um, so it's nice to to know that 
she's still proud of the company uh, that we've grown into today and that um, and uh, that she's still just as passionate about it and, and uh, same with her husband and, and the other founders. But um, I think that's a pretty cool factor after all these years. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I must say, I've spoken to a company that has two couples as founders. So I think it's, it's actually pretty, pretty, pretty cool indeed. And that's it's super cool. And um, so you, you guys look at, at safety of, of people. So in, in the online world, obviously, um, passport safety is a, is a big issue. So everyone's probably super afraid of, well, passport being stolen. Um, so um, how can I picture your, your product working for me? Ah, well, in many ways, actually. <laughs> um, so it can work for you. The, the cool thing is it can work for you personally and it can work for you as a prof like for as a business. Um, mm -hmm. So we try to make sure that both really work in sync together to keep it as, as easy and as simple as possible. Mm -hmm. We think it, it always starts with a personal journey and the, the better the personal journey, the more you're you become a bit of a brand ambassador and you talk about it and you're excited to use it at work. Um, obviously, like many consumer apps or like many, uh, the more people like it, the more people use it, the better it is. Um, and so the better it is for, for you specifically. Uh, the way you can imagine using it or serving it is you probably have logins for many hundreds of uh, different sites and uh, and different tools and things like that. So that allows you to just on your phone or on your computer have one place where you can store them all and it generates them for you. So it generates these like, uh, you know, instead of using uh, I love skiing, for example, you're able to have like XYZ cap lock AV underscore and like something that's very safe. So so it really it's reassuring. It's funny. Me and my husband would say when we, we first uh, when I joined one password and I downloaded the app. We were like, after having created our will um, to take care of, like, if something happens to us one day, we said the day we did, did our wills, we felt very grown up and very uh, responsible. And then we got one password. And then we had a lot of that same feeling. We we're like, oh, wow, we, we're getting our things under control now. We all know and we have a shared account so we can share password and logins and it makes it like super easy. Even as our kids grow up, we can use that. And with parents, same thing at the company, we share docs within, um, we share docs with each other uh, with that. We share uh, logins and things like that. And and there are a lot of more products to come. Uh, it'll be an exciting year for us at one password. I can't say too much here today, but um, I think the niche of what we do, there are a lot of really good opportunities to um to increase safety um, through that uh, that baseline. Is this correct? If I um, if I imagine there are kind of two customer journeys, so, so people that are very conscious of safety, and then the other people are those that well experienced an issue themselves yeah. or with friends, and are like, okay. Dang, that won't happen to me again. So is it those two? Those are probably the two common ones. And then we're talking about that as an individual that I think that holds true for companies as well. Um, so there's like small companies that want to keep it safe and they're like, oh, this will be a good way to organize ourselves within. And then there's companies that go through difficult breaches or uh, frauds and things like that. And uh, and uh, even professional services firms would tell them, okay, now we're going to get things under control. One of the things you should do is get a password manager. So I've actually heard that from uh, friends who own companies that we become part of the recommendation. So I think there's those two. And then there's people that are just like, something's not working. This piece of paper with all my passwords, like then there's probably the in-between that's just like, there's got to be a better solution out there. It's not that they're looking to be safe or it's not that there is a big problem, but they're just like, 
feels it, this feels off and and so it's like part of the evolution i guess um how does it feel to work for a company that kind of democratizes that sense of safety given well i said okay talk about the will for example which is like a super important thing to do however uh well some people shy away because it's costly and if it if it will correct it, it's kind of costly um so so how does it give you a, a purpose in, in your daily life that's a really good question so uh I decided to join because I felt a sense of purpose with what they were doing. I really believe that I love people and I love HR, but I do love doing it in a place that also has a greater purpose. Mm -hmm. So when I was reading the blogs, our, our, one of their founders, Dave, had a blog um, that he where he talks about uh, the product and things that he's passionate about. And I was like, the passion that that everybody brings um to really keep people safe it's not just a product it's not just an app it's really a mission it's a vision and and uh that gave me great pride I was like I I want to be part of that I want to be uh part of growing that so so it feels great it feels like it's it's very much needed and a lot of the a lot of the conversations we have password managers are important for aging populations uh while they're not always the most technology savvy they do need help and like their families, the caregivers that take care of them need better ways to be able to have access to all the accounts and things like that. Um, we were talking about also mental health. Uh, there are a lot of stats that show that when you're going through difficult mental health period, anxiety and things like that, our memory falls short, right? That's often the, some things like password become super difficult and super, very much a, a heavy load to carry. Um, and so again, I think of mental health frequently as an HR leader, Here's the company that's also trying to do good in that space. Um, same with diversity and inclusion. We always try to take a, a, a um, an accessibility lens to our product. Um, I try to make sure that people feel seen and are able to operate well at work while my product does the same for its consumers. So I just found that it was very, it took stock of where society is today and what's happening and is creating a product for it to, to help uh, keep it simple and it's not like it's a crazy expensive product right it's a it's pretty it's very accessible so it it's a bit of a time investment at the beginning to create it and get it all set up and everything but after that it's just so easy and it's like second nature and um and so i just thought it was like a nice parallel between being an hr leader generally hr leaders want to do well and do good well this product does too so best, best of both and, and this is in particular in an, an environment with an aging population and well more and more services are now digital and will yes. forever be digital okay so it's like a, a gigantic amount of passwords one might need to remember ideally uh, well when people tell me hey i have a great solution for that i just use one password it's like hmm, okay i'm not sure that's actually the best solution i've heard so far uh, so that's the thing right so you yeah kind of like uh, work with the, with the population that is more and more reliable on safety online um so you you mentioned you uh, you care also a lot about culture in, in your role um how uh, how does that uh, well how did, how did you when you when you join experience the culture at one password so one of the things that's always been true about one password one password is fully remote and has been since inception so we're one of the rare companies that just that's always how we've done things and that's a core part of our culture so um so obviously going through and before this i had been at the same company for 11 years so the thought of onboarding a new company 
starting somewhere new uh, was pretty intimidating in by default. And then thinking about doing all that remote was, was an even bigger deal. Um, but honestly, we have such a smooth onboarding process. We have someone at the company, Sean, who's been leading our onboarding for, for many years. And, and it's just such a thoughtful process and one that we continuously refine with like feedback and everything. And, and we get really good feedback from it. So I think it's working well. So seeing that, that done well, um, being part of a culture where everybody's doing that, right. It's not just a few people, depending on where you are geographically. Um, but seeing that come together, uh, I think has, was really like a, a pivotal point. Um, after that also just since all of our meetings are remote, since we're always remote, seeing how we build our communication skills, how do we make sure that we talk to each other? Well, what are all the, the channels that we use? Um, the, the tools and all the tools that we use and all the mechanisms. So seeing all that come together and making sure that we communicate well, it's part of our feedback culture. Um, also when we were doing reviews, the kind of questions that where we put the emphasis on reviews to make sure that we, uh, we uphold to like good communication to good feedback. Um, those were all things. Some of the things that I, I was, I had the chance to be part of is, uh, when I, around the time I first started, uh, one of the hats I wear is also employer brand, but we wanted to really crystallize our values. So we have three values that we we crystallized last year, um, lead with honesty, uh, put people first and keep it simple. Um, those values are really everywhere. They're like, they're, in, they're on some of our swag, they're in our reviews, they're hashtags we use for certain tools. So we use Bonusly, for example, for employee recognition. Those are part of the hashtags that we use to be able to give back. Um, so being a very like values driven company, bring, raising that everywhere. Last year we created these awards where you can recognize other employees um, and they're they're all uh, themed around our values. Um, so just seeing all that come together, the emphasis on that and the thoughtfulness that goes behind all that to make sure that we really take care of one another, that are respectful, that we're honest, that we keep it simple. Um, are all things that really stood out and that that I'm proud of and that I think really culturally like make one password who we are. You just mentioned employer branding as, as one of the hats you're wearing. Um, so what do you focus on in employer branding when it comes to a product that, well, is, is mainly focused on, on safety? So, so how does that translate from the consumer brand into the employer brand? Yeah, it's a good question. Well, everything that we do, even when we think about, like I also own talent acquisition. So whether it's the tools we use, whether it's the, the providers we use, also how we frame things always needs to be consistent with, does this respect people's privacy? Does this, uh, so we have a whole, a high standard on GDPR, for example, does this, um, does this help keep things secure and safe and so it's just always we'll we'll sanity check everything that we do and all the providers we have and use and the framing of things um through all of that in terms of employer brand specifically uh i think the emphasis often to be honest is on the remote piece mm -hmm. um it's often on the values it's often on all of our being a remote culture it's a great platform for di for div for diversity and inclusion equity and belonging it's a good way to make sure that people can be who they are because they're working from the comfort of their home um and in a way i guess that keeps them psychologically safe so it kind of ties it together right um so i wouldn't say that like when we it's more in our actions potentially than in uh, 
the marketing we maybe put forward from a branding perspective. But you, you just mentioned diversity and inclusion yes. is, is something you, you focus on a lot. Um, so why is be as you are important to you? Um, I often say once you open your eyes to different realities, different contexts, different um, experiences and, and uh, lived experiences, you can't really close your eyes to it. And it's funny, even in just saying this right now, it, it in my stomach, it, I tense up. People have people are going through so much nowadays. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a baggage. Everybody has an experience. Everybody, everybody has something going on. Mm -hmm. And yet we need to find a way to make it work so that we can all work. Cause we all, most of us need to work. And so I feel a really deep sense of purpose and mission in trying to bring those together and trying to figure out, well, how do you bring that together to give people a chance to be who they are and really thrive at work? To allow to to allow us to grow this great app or this great product that we have. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think uh, well, be as you are and perform as you are. I think is like so strongly connected because if well, if you need to well, once you enter the office, assume you you have an office and you enter the office, it's how is it possible to change your identity and then well perform in a way that that's that it's that's that's great to others and that it accomplishes tasks right so how is that even possible so i think it's it's actually really cool these days that there's so much focus on um allowing everyone to well to act as they want to act and be as they are um so it's it's actually pretty amazing yeah and i think it's like you know i think as a company you need to be clear on what what you stand for, what you stand by. So when we created our values, for example, we're very clear that while we want you to act as you are, it is important for us that you lead with honesty, that you mm -hmm. keep it simple and that you put people first. If if acting as you are doesn't align with that, then maybe this isn't the place for you, right? And that's okay. So I think it's about being clear about who are we as a company? What are we trying to accomplish? And I think that goes back to employer brand and the talent acquisition process. We try to be very clear about who we are, We're also very clear. We're a fast growth company. We, I joined a year and a half ago. We were about 600. We're now 1,100. Things move fast. Things are scaling. Things change constantly. You have to be okay with that, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's stating who you are as a company, what you stand for, and like what what's your current state of mind. And then be, having that honest conversation with candidates and people and employees once they're here and seeing, okay, well, this is us. These are all the great tools that we've got. We have this is these are all the great benefits. These are all of the the um, the programs that we put forward to allow you to feel at your best. Does that fit? You know, is that a is that a fit? Does that match with all of this and this being us? Are you comfortable in operating in this environment? And and if so, then great, we're a match and we'll do amazing things. And if not, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. But that also requires a lot of honesty at the heart. That's right. So even a candidate that, uh, well, on paper or well, even after the interview, looks like a great fit in terms of what kind of skills would, uh, well, he or she has. The, the kind of skills would, well, add a lot to one password, and then have the honesty to say, okay, well, your values don't align. Okay, this is no fit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it, for sure it's honesty on both ends, right? Mm -hmm. I mean. Uh... 
I liked it. And that's why it's one of our values, I guess, <laughs> lead with honesty. But I think if, uh, obviously, if people aren't honest on both ends, then, you know, you could have a bit of a misfit. But, um, but as long as you spark those conversations during the process, um, and then that everybody brings that forward, then yeah, I agree. I think we can come to a great thing together. Um, you mentioned before, uh, you were 11 years uh, at your previous company. Uh, well, after 11 years, it's, it's quite a quite a move to to leave an established place and your established role to to join a new company, isn't it? Yes, very much so. I think um, the good news about 11 years is that it's a long time, but I had done, I was, I was also in a very different space. I worked in the consulting industry. So very, very different world than the tech, tech remote startup. Um, I had 11 wonderful years where I grew, I developed, I did a variety of roles. I think I must have done four or five roles. And so by the end of it, I really felt like I had contributed what I, what I could and should and wanted to. Um, I had grown tremendously. And uh, it felt like it was time to to bring all that and challenge myself and and see if I could be just as great somewhere else. Um, and uh, when I was in the interview process, so the first person I met was is my now my boss, uh, the chief people officer, and she she was very honest, very transparent. I felt trusted and seen, and uh, and it felt like a great platform to try something new. And uh, and it's proven uh, just as great as I as expected. So. It was a big move, but I think it's an important one in your career. I think it's important to also sometimes challenge yourself and, and switch it up. What did convince you to join uh, One Passport? The what it what it stood for. Um, I work is an important part of my life, uh, mm -hmm. and I talk about work a lot at home with my husband and my girls, my kids. It's important for me that my kids are proud of what I do, um, and so the product and what we were doing here at one password was a big part of it. Uh, and then the people, and then, like I said, I think when you believe in the product and what you're trying to achieve and the, the company, what it stands for, and then everybody you meet feels like someone that you want to interact with on a day-to-day -day basis. You want to challenge yourself with, to be better, to, to come up with new ideas. Um, I think that's like a recipe for success. You don't want people who don't necessarily challenge you. You don't want people who are always in agreement. Um, so you want that variety of, uh, of perspective, but also a, a place where you feel safe to have those conversations, um, which is hard to imagine after 11 years. You know, after 11 years, you do build that safety very much. Uh, but it felt, I, it felt like that in the process. And so I said, well, let's give it a shot. And like I said, it's been, uh, it's been a ton of fun. Cool. Um, since you you are a remote only company um obviously you don't have that many in-person meetings um how do you deal with like very tough conversations that one might want to have like on a personal level eye to eye rather than screen to screen that's a very good question um well so we do have more and more in-person meetings but they're more like off-sites or mm -hmm. uh, get-togethers And when I say more and more, it depends on uh, on your role at the company. But um, normally you would see everyone maybe once or twice a year at a minimum, sometimes more. That's important because it does allow you to build some of that um, more personal connection, uh, grow the trust base, which is also very critical to then having difficult conversations. That said, sometimes you will have difficult conversations without having had uh, that in-person interaction. The first I often say is uh, 
pick up, I, I always use the expression, pick up the phone. Like in this case, it's mo most of the time, jump on Zoom, turn the camera on, have a conversation, make it a, a dialogue. I think that's very, very important. Um, so it's like creating the setup to have that difficult conversation. And then I, where I used to work, we had a lot of like skills that we, we developed to give a thoughtful conversation. I think we always say, you know, assume best intent, go in the conversation. There are multiple sides of the conversation, assume best intent. Um, and then take your time to share the feedback, uh, be honest and like talk it through and then always make sure that it's a two-way conversation. Um, I often coach my team members and I say, be vulnerable, like being in a remote culture, uh, often when we jump on, we're problem solving, we're on a topic, it's a, it's maybe a group call. And so we build less of that personal connection. So whenever there is a chance, especially in a difficult conversation to really like be vulnerable, explain the perspective, um, talk through the harder pieces of it. I think that's really important to build the trust and all of that. Um, but most of all, honestly, it's just do it, you know, never let it, never do it by Slack, never let it go unnoticed and assume it's going to just fix itself. You have to get on the, you have to get on the phone, you know, you have to have the conversation as uncomfortable as it may be. We're including a lot of that in our trainings, um, in our like managers training in our, in our DIB training as well. Um, so because understanding that obviously feedback, uh, in difficult conversations can sometimes feel even more uncomfortable when, um, you don't necessarily feel as close to the person next to you, or you feel like you might be missing important pieces of who they are, or what they're going through. But um, so there's, it's a question of training and then just prompting it and making sure that people actually do it. Um, given that uh, remote uh, work culture um, at, at one part, but um, how do you then also well, create the sense of a team. So rather than individuals sitting at home in front of their screen, um, well, being, uh, well, being being a strong team at uh, at OnePassword. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, there are multiple ways that we go about that. The first, like I said, we're starting to have a bit more uh offsites mm -hmm. where we get teams together. Obviously, for us, they're being a remote co company. They're off. They're not mandatory. So. Mm -hmm. While the majority of folks do join them, we always try to have, uh, if there is a, a quite a few folks uh, remote, we'll have a remote piece and whatnot. I think that's one of them. The second is when it's in your DNA and it's how you operate, you're not always waiting for that in-person event to do it, right? So a lot of teams will do, uh, will play, let's say on my team, for example, we play code names every once in a while together. Uh, or when we have all hands, we'll make sure we have like discussion moments. So where people break out in smaller groups and we prompt the conversation. And so it through, through the meeting setup, through um, bringing games, through having meetings that are meant to be more fun. Once a year, we have a conference that way back when used to be everyone together uh, on a cruise. And now it's more of a virtual format. But honestly, last year we had this whole like virtual arena going and everybody had like new company swag and we were playing games and there was like shows and that there were a lot of talks. And, and honestly, at the beginning of it, I was telling myself like, oh, how are we going to do three days of remote meeting and actually have fun? And like, it was just so much fun. It was so much fun. Um, we did this like chocolate tasting event. Uh, and so so honestly, it's like a, a lot of little prompts. Um, and then we have fun tools. So on our Slack, we use also donut meetings. So that's like, I don't know if you're familiar with donut meetings, but it's like, it puts you together. It proposes a meeting with a few other folks 
and then you get together and then um, they, it gives you a few ideas of like fun topics to, to discuss. So you get to know new people and, uh, and um, you're able to have those conversations. But are the donuts involved? There are no donuts involved. Okay, that I'm not interested. Sorry. Um. <laughs> Can you believe it? Can you believe it? It's yeah. They had yeah. It's a trip. Um. <laughs> Maybe a bit. <laughs> um, we also have like bonusly, for example, like I was saying. So that allows you to give recognition and stuff like that. So I think it's like a, a variety of mechanisms, but a lot of purposefulness mm -hmm. to create that. Um. Well. We spoke about um, diversity and inclusion before, and uh, the remote culture will obviously enables you to well be as you are. Perhaps for some people, much more easy to be as you are when when you're in your safe space at home. But does it also help with like social mobility, for example? So in terms of like, hey, you don't have to live in those fancy areas, but you can join us from wherever you are, and yeah. um, well, even well you need to commute for a long time. I can also imagine that for uh, for parents, it may be, may be great to, um, well, don't have to uh, spend hours getting from home to kindergarten to work and, and all the way back. Yeah, very much so. It helps us from a talent acquisition perspective, mm -hmm. for sure, because people, while we only have, we have five entities and we hire within those entities, but they can be wherever they want within those five countries, right? And so that's that's a huge advantage from a DIB perspective. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm a mom. Uh, there's going to be, there's a teacher strike right now happening. So my kids are at home. And for me, that's not as much of a stress as it could be if I had to be in the office, for example. Um, when the kids are sick, Uh, and then, yeah, definitely the commute, it makes it much easier to, to, for the commute. You don't as I'm commuting from one floor to the other floor. Um, <laughs> but also like, you don't have to spend on gas. It's good for the environment because we're, because we're not commuting. Um, I think also, I mean, the world's a hard place right now. There's a lot of events mm -hmm. going on. A lot of people feeling affected by it. Having the opportunity to be remote means that, well, between meetings, you can just shut everything down and go, you know, sit in a safe space and, and maybe call a family member or, you know, we have a, we use a few apps um, to help with like meditating and things like that. So take a moment to maybe just do a few breathing exercises, um, fix your schedule around so that you can see your family members. Uh, so I, I think right now being remote is, is really a blessing in with everything that's happening in the world very much. So. Um. Thank you so much for uh, for all your insights. Uh, it's, it's super super cool how you deal with um, well creating a team remote. Um, it's uh, yeah super impressive and well obviously your growth story. Uh, also super interesting to learn how uh, how we dealt with all those challenges in those times. Thank you. Absolutely, I always have to chat about them. Thanks for for inviting me, Benjamin. <laughs> Thank you so much. And well, thanks for all of you to listen in. And I hope you, you benefited as much as I from this episode. Take care and see you next time. See you.